Considering Alabama hasn't even started practice for Michigan yet, pretty doggone busy weekend, I would say. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and thank you for making this your first listen every single day. You guys are the absolute best. We do love you so very much. Uh, Jimmy, we haven't really, you know, it's not even time. Everybody's still kind of butthurt over Florida State not getting in. I mean, Alabama fans aren't, but uh, that's still kind of the, the football talk. I mean, I'm hoping that'll cycle out. But we haven't really even gotten into Michigan practice yet. But uh, this past weekend was a busy one. I mean, for those who don't know, I'm with the AHSA Radio Network. Got to call some of the AHSA games. Of course, we're going to talk about Ryan Williams, who was <laughs> – and Jalen Mbakwe. By the way, if Ryan Williams wasn't at the Super 7, Jalen Mbakwe would have been the best player by far. I mean, Cam Coleman is very, very good, and Cam Coleman looked good. But I'm telling you, Mbakwe was crazy good. Ryan Williams was crazy good. And meanwhile, Alabama got another commitment. And I guess let's start there because it sort of came out of the blue on Friday night, just a kind of a random like, wow, okay, Alabama got the number two edge guy for 2025 out of Florida. And his announcement, it seemed to be after either a playoff game or a state championship game. And it was just sort of, yeah, I'm going to go to Alabama. And everybody's like, all right, and then just moved on. I don't know that it was all that expected by anybody, Jimmy. No, no, very uh, – not bizarre. It just goes to show how hard Alabama staff works around the clock on recruiting period that here's a guy we haven't really talked about much. Uh, it was – but uh, an interesting thing about Javion Hilson, the pass rusher from Florida that committed to Alabama Friday night um, – he was in Alabama's camp this summer, and he, he was, you know, as a young player, as a 25 guy, so he's just coming off his sophomore year, and uh, and he goes to Alabama's camp and got Alabama's attention to the point he ended up in Nick Saban's office, you know, which is always a good a good sign. You go to camp and they're like, uh, "Coach wants to talk to you." That's the good coach wants to talk to you, not coach wants to talk to you. Bring your playbook. That that's the bad, but this is good, right? So he goes up there, and Alabama's like, "Hey, we're gonna watch you." play in games and we're very interested. So he played in games this fall. Alabama monitored his progress in games. And then about midway through the season, Alabama's like, oh yeah, yep, you got an offer. Not only are we offering you, it's one of those uh, takeable, committable offers. And uh, then I guess you'd say out of the blue without much uh, 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 heads up. uh, And it's late Friday night, to be honest, late Friday night, uh, uh, Eastern time. Uh, he commits to Alabama. So number two edge rusher, a fantastic second pass rusher to go along with Zion Grady from Troy, who's already a part of the 25 class. I'm telling you guys, I talked about this a lot two classes ago, 23. And I'm not, I don't mean to downgrade 24, but but in 23, I was telling you guys all along, this is gonna be an epic group. I'm I'm telling y'all the same thing about 25. 25 is gonna be Alabama's maybe their masterpiece under Saban, uh, just a fantastic, fantastic group. And Javion Hilson is adding to that uh, just another dude to stack up with the other 6'4", 230, 
outside pass rusher, crazy stats, plays against good competition, and again, earned this Alabama offer both in camp and in games. And obviously, he's been a priority to Alabama, but he's in the 25 group. And obviously, most recruiting attention right now is on the 24 guys uh, that we saw uh, in, in part at the Super 7 uh, this this week, Luke. Yeah, and uh, as you mentioned, Zion Grady already in this class too. I mean, I would say some people probably believe he's the the top edge rusher. I mean, right? I mean, he's 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 actually behind. I think Hilson, but you know, when you're when you're talking about the top five guys, it can go in any order, right? I mean, it's it's no different than the NFL draft. <laughs> you know, one guy's not clearly in front of the others. It's it's what you just talk about. Hey, here's the top group. And then from there, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But but Zion Grady and Javion Hilson both uh, could be uh, the two very best. Uh, I think it just depends on who you ask. But they're they're certainly in that top elite group of pass rushers in the twenty five class. Yeah, and um, I mean, just again, another huge pickup for Alabama. Uh, and the other thing is. The, the next guy we're going to talk about is, is Ryan Williams. Uh, I really should save this whole next segment for him. But Ryan Williams was a man possessed. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Mbakwe and Ryan Williams accounted for every touchdown scored in some form or fashion for their respective teams in the 6A state championship game. I think that's almost true. It's almost true. I don't think it's one hundred percent true. I think it's well, almost true. I think Mbakwe had. But that might be right. Mbakwe had three passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, I believe. And right. Ryan Williams had a rushing touchdown, two receiving touchdowns, and a kickoff return. And the score was thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah, I guess that's right. I guess I, I was just thinking someone other than Mbakwe scored, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was a throw. Well, they, they were they, they, they were the show. Passing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. Uh, they were the show. Ryan is just – he's unbelievable. Uh, he's just unbelievable, and Bakwe is so fast. Uh, I'm really excited about these guys. And here – this is what blows me away, Luke. I mean, a lot of things blew me away about it. But, you know, I was telling telling the wife while we were watching, I'm like, you know, it's crazy to me that they're at Bryant-Denny and the next football games they play, assuming Ryan Williams reclassifies, we don't know yet, but assuming he does, uh, the next – football game they play in for real that counts will also be in Bryant Denny against Western Kentucky, you know, and that's so cool to me. It blew me away. I'm like, wow, the next time they play in Bryant Denny or the next game they play will also be in Bryant Denny. But this is even more amazing than that. Like you just said, to start the, the, the whole show, Luke, about Alabama practicing for Michigan, I can't guarantee this, but I believe this is true. The next time Alabama practices football, Jalen and Bakway will be wearing an Alabama uniform and practicing. Yeah, he said I mean, that. He actually said that. That is crazy that we watch him play in a high school football game, and literally two weeks later, he's going to be out there lining up at cornerback trying to cover Isaiah Bond. I mean, that that's nuts. What what a what a great way to jumpstart. I mean, I, I love that that these kids can come in. And, and participate in bowl practice. I mean, that's going to be such a great thing for them. And, um, you know, look, I, I, I could sit here and talk about how much I love Ryan Williams from the jump. And I know, look, I, I was in the uh, in the press box, obviously. Uh, I called the 4A and 3A state championship games. Those were a lot of fun. I've already talked about them in a previous podcast. Um, Floyd Bacard for Mobile Christian, by the way, brought him up 
fab, fabulous player. I think he could be a, a thing for somebody. I don't know if it's Alabama good, but he's really, really good. I like him a lot. Um, but anyway, you know, and I, while I was up in the press box, uh, Jason Caldwell and Christian Clemente from uh, 24-7, the Auburn site, were there. And, um, you know, we just – it was funny. It's like nobody wanted to talk about Ryan Williams because I think that there's a, a good Auburn contingent that still believes they have a chance to flip him. I believe – they believe that. I don't – I believe Ryan Williams is going to stay with Alabama. And I Are feel you? more confident about that than ever just – having talking talk to some people now that doesn't mean i'm 100 percent correct that means it could could be uh a totally different thing it, it could eventually flip i i really in my heart of hearts do not believe he will so um i i'm very excited about the prospects of him being in alabama that I mean, just think about this for a second jimmy next year you could have isaiah bond you could have ryan williams um you could have kobe prentice um, you know, Ja'Cory Brooks is in the portal, but so be it. Uh, you, we got a pretty good, pretty good receiver group next year. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, here's a guy that we don't really talk about at the forefront that we should about that receiver group. I, I think a guy's going to have a monster year two is, uh, Jalen Hale. I think he, oh, yeah. he could take a big step forward. Kobe Kendrick law. I'll tell you who else is People have written him off because they're like, oh, he wasn't as impactful as we thought. But I, I bet Malik Benson's pretty good next year, too. I mean, so that, that's another guy. And, uh, yeah, Alabama wide receiver group, very deep. Can't wait to see what kind of impact Ryan Williams makes uh, immediately because, uh, again, assuming he reclasses, that, that announcement's not been made. Though, though there, is an, there is an announcement scheduled for Monday morning. Let's see what it might be. Uh, but assuming he reclassifies uh, – where where is he going to fit? Because a Alabama's wide receiver group is is pretty deep and pretty good. But b this is a guy that should be next fall in the twelfth grade. And you're also not talking about the biggest guy in the world. You know uh, how is he going to fit? But let me tell you, I think we'll see opinions all over the map. I think we'll see opinions from he will be Alabama's best receiver. I have a hard time believing that because of how good Bond and Hale and those guys are, more experienced, older kids. Uh, but I, I also think we'll see this opinion. He should be in the twelfth grade. He's going to redshirt. He he won't he won't mean much to Alabama. He's not going to redshirt. That, that that could be crazy wrong. That could be crazy wrong. So I'm not sure yet where I'm going to fall. In is he going to be Alabama's best receiver? Is he going to redshirt? Uh, probably the best bet is he will be in the first team rotation and we will see him. He's probably not quite going to be Batman, you know, right out of the gate. I'm going to say uh, this. Doesn't need to be. Jimmy, I'm going to say this. He's going to be a heck of a lot closer to Alabama's top receiver than he is redshirt. I agree. I would agree with that. I um, would agree. Now, I need to tell everybody about prize picks. When we come back, I want to keep talking recruiting, keep talking some dudes from the Super 7 in particular, and also maybe bring up Jamie French, who had a, who's had a, a great playoff run uh, for his team in Florida. But right now, let's talk about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. Those are the things that bring home the winning trophy. And that's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, from superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, or like me, 
and you're into all of them, eBay Motors has got you covered. Yes, I drive a Ford Explorer, just FYI. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. And I have no idea why I put the prize picks overlay up. And I said I was going to talk about prize picks, and then I talked about eBay Motors. I was supposed to talk <laughs> about eBay Motors, and I did, and I screwed up, and I'm sorry, and I'm not changing it. Now, um. So I'll put up the prize picks thing again. Well, but eBay Motors is where you want to go. So yeah, I'll over Okay. Now. Good folks. Some other um, Super 7 performances. I mean, look, hmm? Ron Williams is funny. Jalen Mbakwe's team wins the, the championship in 6A. Clay Chalkville. But I think Ron Williams, his performance overshadowed the game itself. He was so crazy good. He had – he scored on the first play of the game on a big pass. He scored on another long pass, like 77 yards. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown, and he scored on a running play. He was out of his mind. But it it shouldn't detract from the guy who actually won the MVP, which was Jalen Mbakwe, who was also wonderful. It's just that Ryan Williams' reputation is, is so good that, that people, I think, have forgotten about Mbakwe a little bit. And look – the thing about Mbakwe, he's not going to be a quarterback next level. He's having to play that almost out of necessity. And, I mean, it's sort of like put your best athlete at quarterback in high school. And he's going to play defensive back at Alabama. Um, He he is the MVP. And here's the other thing. They beat Thompson earlier this year. Now, Thompson did lose a state championship. They were going they, – but they've been to the last six state championships. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, it was just – it's crazy how good Mbakwe is. And it's it's almost a bit of a shame that the, everybody is talking about. Oh my God, did y'all see Ryan Williams when Mbakwe was awesome? He was real fast, physical. Uh, again, as Luke said, playing out of position. You can be a little fooled by that. You're just watching him, evaluating him as, in terms of complete athlete. And uh, boy, passes out with flying colors. Uh, I have a hard time coming up with like a great comp for him. I mean, in terms of that, that's how good he is and, and how he blows me away. Um, I think he's another guy that could play very early. Let's remember Kool-Aid and Terry on Arnold are likely to leave early for the NFL draft. Uh, Alabama's third corner, Malachi Moore, well, Malachi Moore plays star, which is often manned by a cornerback. Sometimes it's manned by, by Terry on, for instance. So Alabama needs three new cornerbacks next fall just like we were talking about ryan williams luke i mean you'd be crazy to rule out Mbakwe as a potential starter just like i said you know i think ryan williams will be in the first team rotation so he will play with the first team you can call that a starter if you want uh and he may be one of the first two or three guys on the field uh Mbakwe, same way I, i just see him as a potential day one starter which is so hard to do period and so hard to do at Nick Saban's Alabama. But when you go over the list loop of uh, these guys are day one starters during the Saban era, 
you're talking about a who's who of NFL stars. And uh, boy, Mbakwe could could, uh, could be one of those guys. Um, meanwhile, Ramsey, they lose the 5A state championship. But um, QB Reese was a guy that was all over the field. Um, I, I thought he looked really good. I'm still not 100% sure if he's on Alabama's commitment list or not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he is. He is. Yeah. But we're expecting him. We're expecting okay. it. We're expecting him to be OL. We're, we include, we're including him on our commitment list. And uh, I, I like the kid a lot uh, myself. I, I agree that he's kind of a, uh, because of his size, uh, I, I think that's a, qu- a fair question. You know, he's not typical of the size guys Alabama normally likes inside, but God, he is a, he's a tackling he's a, machine. Uh-huh real instinctive and who's to say he won't grow late because his dad was a, a pretty significantly sized person in college at Auburn. Uh, I remember his dad well from West End High School. Uh, I remember the dad and and he he wasn't small. So let's see what happens with uh, with QB with his size. Uh, I'm glad we're getting QB just because I had the opportunity to explain to my wife that QB Reese is uh, is not a quarterback, and we yeah. we spent a good three minutes on that. I think the other night, which was well worth the whole thing. At LB is QB, um, but uh, the other thing you know he reminds me of is Deshaun Davis, uh, yeah. who was from Viger, went to Auburn. I like that. Um, I like it. Sort of a shorter, but all he did was make a bunch of tackles. And there was another kid whose name escapes me. I think he wore number thirty five, and I remember this so well because in the Alabama blackout game against Georgia in two thousand eight. Um, the announcer said he looks like he's carrying car parts in his jersey because he was so built, but he's small. Um, it, it was like started with an R, and I can't remember his name for the life of me. But he played, played for Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I think he wore number thirty-five. I can remember all this. I can't remember his dead gun. Undersized inside linebacker. Yeah, and so I'm. And again, yeah, you would it be great if he was taller? But if he were taller, he may not put forth that same effort. You know. <laughs> I think another decent comp, I'm not going to say he's this guy because this guy ended up being so good and this guy was a more heavily recruited guy, but there's some Sean Dion Hamilton in there Ooh, a little okay. bit too. Yeah. I mean, that was superstar in the pro. Well, not superstar, but star in the pros, I would say. Um, yeah. All right, Jamie, yeah, he, he played in the NFL. And meanwhile, Jamie French, I mean, I, I mentioned him, uh, the junior wide receiver who's the number two receiver in the class behind Ryan Williams. If Ryan Williams does reclassify, he'll be the number one receiver. Jamie French, I saw some highlights from him. That guy is just – he's got a lot of Jerry Judy in him, a lot of Jerry Judy. Wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And uh, we'll see. If Ryan reclassifies, then Ryan will be in the 24 group, and then Jamie French becomes wide receiver one, you know, for Alabama in the 25 group. But nothing to be uh, ashamed of there. Uh, Jamie French is super national elite, no doubt about it. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about just a few odd and end things. Alabama loses a coach to Mississippi State. Uh, Jaden Dan- uh, Daniels wins the Heisman, things like that. But right now, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're easily the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. With the basketball season here, you can now pick 
combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections, which includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo with three-pointers made plus receptions. That sounds like a lot of fun. Want to uh, play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill? Well, you can do that on the Community Plays section under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every single week. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in even if one of your players gets injured. Nobody else is going to do that for you except Prize Picks. Go check out Prize Picks. You will love it. PrizePicks.com. So awesome to play. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 smacks. It's just awesome. Go check them out. You're going to love it. All right, Jimmy. Um, so just a few odd and end things here in the third segment. First of all, Bama, Purdue. In basketball, Alabama loses in Toronto. Uh, Grant Nelson did play. He didn't have his best game. He started out like you thought he was going to have 40 points, and he didn't end up with – I don't think he ended up with maybe seven. I can't remember. Um, But it wasn't a ton. And, um, you know, Mark Sears played out of his mind. Um, He was great. And, uh, you know, but we didn't have any inside. Look, when you're playing Zach Eady, if you get the wrong officials, and again, I'm not blaming the officials. It is what it is. I mean, they, they beat us. But when you're playing Zach Eady, if you get officials that are going to call it, um, you know, <laughs> kind of touchy like they did, you're, you're going to get a lot of guys in foul trouble. And that's what we did. We got a lot of guys in foul trouble very, very early. Uh, and then on the other side, if you get officials that are just like, hey, Zach Eady can't help it. He's a big, you know, gigantic uh what do you call those things in the the, the, the monsters in uh the he's a mothra uh, um you know he's just out there just destroying tokyo and he's he's throwing elbows and moving his arms around and you know they're like well he can't help it he's just so big i mean i, I get that too because i you know i was a big guy and sometimes i would elbow somebody in the face totally unintentionally and they wouldn't wouldn't call a foul because they were like you know we sort of incidental contact or whatever. But when Zach Eady does it, if you get elbowed in the face by Zach Eady, it's like getting uh, kicked in the face by Godzilla. It's just a tough thing <laughs> to do. And um, but anyway, Alabama played their hearts out. I thought they played really, really well. Purdue's number four team in the country for a reason. I'm not embarrassed about it. The biggest problem is now Alabama goes to Creighton next Saturday. That's going to be a tough, tough ball game, a tough, tough venue. You know, I'm I'm giving some thought because I have no plans next weekend to looking into going to that. That could be fun. Wow. Um, but uh, and then the, I think the next Wednesday, Alabama plays at Arizona, a team that just buried Wisconsin at home. I mean, Alabama could easily go zero for three in this stretch, and all of a sudden you're what five and five or something, and everybody's like, "What's wrong with Alabama?" Well, we would have lost to Clemson. We would have lost to Ohio State's only got one loss to Purdue. Uh, to Creighton in the top 10 in Arizona, who's number one. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I think Alabama offensively played pretty well against Purdue. Uh, you know, uh, some other guys, some guys maybe not as great, but o- overall, offensively, you probably did what you had to do to win the game, but defensively just couldn't defend Edie, couldn't defend on the perimeter to an extent. And uh, it's frustrating, but at the same time, 
look, these these losses don't mean anything for March. I mean, you're not going to get – you're not left out of the tournament because you, you didn't beat Purdue That's uh, right. on a neutral floor. Uh, you're not going to be left out of the tournament because you couldn't beat Creighton, Clemson, or Ohio State, be frank. Uh, I, I think Alabama's fine. Uh, the way I'm choosing to look at it, which which is also, you know, you may say, hey, that's that's a mood or an attitude. That's not an analysis. Uh, but the way I'm choosing to look at it is uh, Alabama football wasn't ready to beat Texas in week two, but Alabama football may be ready to beat Texas in week 15. And that's the way I'm sort of looking at that Purdue and Clemson game. Alabama's current basketball team is not ready to win games like that. Uh, check back in with them in March. Check back in with them then. Maybe uh, maybe they found something that works by then, and it's up to Nate Oates, one of the great coaches in college basketball today, uh, and his fine staff that he's assembled. It's up to them to uh, take what they got and make it better. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, and I think these games are perfect to build some character uh, going into the SEC, which is sort of hit or miss right now. Uh Mississippi State destroys Tulane, but got beat at home by a 25-point underdog in Southern. Uh, Auburn destroys Indiana, but, I mean, Indiana's not very good. Uh, LSU loses at home to Kansas State as a favorite yesterday. So, I mean, the SEC sort of, you know, I don't know what we're going to get. Arkansas loses again to Oklahoma. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the SEC plays out. Meanwhile, Alabama loses a coach to Mississippi State. Jimmy, is this a big impact at all? No. Yes and no. I mean, I don't want to minimize Coleman Hutzler's uh, contributions to the program over two years. And his guys this year in particular, I think, were, were coached pretty well. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell maybe the best pass rushing outside linebacker duo in the country. On the other hand, a little hard to screw up yeah. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. Uh, but but I do think that Coleman Hutzler uh, in special teams and at outside linebacker made a really positive contribution to Alabama these past two years. But, hey, I, I don't fret. I'm not fretting about this at, at all. Uh, it's just an opportunity uh, for Nick Saban to work his hiring magic like he's done since the beginning of the Saban era. And uh, I'm not going to rule out one bit, Luke, maybe an upgrade. Uh, and, to, and to be uh, frank, which that's why people listen to the show, so, you know, hope, hope, hoping we'll be frank. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for Alabama to upgrade at outside linebacker. And I'm talking about uh, really in the recruiting space. Uh, I, I think Alabama could potentially uh, make a big hire that, that helps on the trail. And, uh, hey, that, that sounds like something Nick Saban would be interested in. Uh, and finally, Jimmy, Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman Trophy. I mean, not necessarily directly related to Alabama, but it does continue a string. It seems like uh, Alabama's involved in the Heisman one way or the other. They either have a guy that wins it or they play against the Heisman. I mean, just think about the Heisman Trophy players we, we played against. Obviously, Jaden Daniels, Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel. Uh, help me out, Jimmy. Who am I missing? Oh, it seems like uh, it seems like a bunch of them. But no, that's a great that's a great point. Well, the SEC dominates the Heisman right now. Tim Tebow, Bo Nix, and the I mean, look look at the guys last night that were finalists. You know, you played against Bo Nix. He, he just happened to be at Auburn. Uh, you know, I guess Marvin Harrison didn't get to Ohio State till twenty one, right? We didn't play against him in twenty twenty. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, how about Jalen Milrow? I think hard launched his twenty twenty four Heisman campaign by being the leading vote getter that will return to college football in 2024. It still blows my mind that we say stuff like that out loud based on uh, where he was in September, uh, that you're now talking about the 2024 
Heisman uh, leader. You know, back in week two, Luke, you played Quinn Ewers. And, and in that game, if I told you that, hey, in 2024, the, the Heisman frontrunner is coming out of this game, you would have bet the whole freaking house it was going to be Quinn Ewers. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. it's it's Milrow. Think Although about Ewers, if Ewers comes back, he'll, he'll be on the short list. Well, here. he said he's coming back. And here's what – I mean, think about this for a second. I mean, I, I'm not trying to get too far out there. Uh, by the way, the, the 2024 schedule, the, the actual release will be this Wednesday. Now some schedules are coming out slowly but surely. Uh, just really quickly, Georgia plays at Alabama and then home against Auburn back-to-back night weeks. That's interesting. Uh, good break for Auburn right there. I mean, you play at, on the road to Bama and then you – but anyway um, – what about this? You know, Alabama and Texas don't play each other on the schedule next year, but all of a sudden you got to think like if if Ewers comes back, Milrow comes back. I mean, I'm assuming both of them are. I mean, that could be your SEC title game. Yep. That and you think about these two played in Tuscaloosa. Ewers got the best of him. Then you know maybe they play in Houston. Could be unbelievable. Then they could play in Atlanta next year. I mean, I, I'm getting ahead of myself, but that that sounds kind of fun. Are the three leading Heisman uh, front runners going into the season all SEC quarterbacks? In Jalen Milrow, Carson Beck, and Quinn Ewers, uh, their their names will all be in the conversation. Has Beck uh, definitively sure. said he's coming back? I don't think there's any definitive statement, and and at this point, I don't think you can be definitive from any of them. The deadline's not till January fifteenth. A lot of conversations with NFL front offices, uh, with your agent. All these kids have agents now. They, it's sort of legal for all of them. They do all have marketing agents. They're not allowed to have NFL agents. But, hey, what do you know? Coincidence of all coincidences, a lot of these marketing agents are actually NFL agents too. So, uh, regardless, let's see what kind of advice they're all getting. Even Milrow, uh, I don't think we can rule out, like rule it out that if Milrow doesn't blow up in these playoff games, that, that, that he's not out the door and on the way to the draft. Uh, I personally do not believe that will happen. I, I would put the chances of that happening at less than 10%, even though I think Milrow is going to play well in the playoffs. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. And until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.